everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of Volley. I'm Carolyn April. And as always, I'm looking for my good buddy, Seth Robinson. Seth, where are you? Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah. A little hot. I'm a, a little hot. Looking for, I'm in the summer mode. It is so, summertime. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is. We really dived into it here in, uh, in my neck of the woods. And so I'm getting excited for some vacation time coming up. Yeah, where are you going? Well, Maine, that's where I go. Uh, yeah. So I'll be going. Yeah, I got a vacation over the 4th of July for a few nights, four nights in York, Maine, and uh, all families coming in, which is the typical tradition we do. And then I booked a week in August, too. So, nice. um, yeah, it'll get me through the summer. I'm excited to get out. We've been all cooped up, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm getting so, out, too. It's time, it's time to get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm heading to North Carolina and then to Seattle, um, driving both of those. So it's well, going to be like 6,000 miles this summer. <laughs> You're a masochist to do that, but okay. Yeah. Um, it, you know, hopefully you get some good adventures out of it, though. It'll be good. It'll be good. You know, summertime. What else are we gonna do? So, well, traveling around. Yeah. So we have a guest today. I'm excited. We do. I'm uh, especially excited because this is somebody that uh, I knew in a in a previous life, and and one thing that we've been doing uh, this year with Volley, and I think we'll do a little bit more, is looking at how technology is impacting some different industries. So you and I talked about technology and journalism, and and today we're going to talk about technology and nonprofits. Uh, and I am really excited to introduce Kelly Lingard who is the CEO of Unshattered right now. But previously, like I said, Kelly and I both worked together at IBM about a million years ago, right, Kelly? So <laughs> yep, it's been a while, but uh, welcome to the podcast. We're really happy to have you. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. It is an honor to be here and wonderful to connect with you again. Yeah. So do you want to start by telling us a little bit about what you do at Unshattered and what the, the mission of that organization is all about? Absolutely. So Unshattered is a 501c3 nonprofit social enterprise. Our mission is to end the addiction relapse cycle by employing women who are in recovery from addiction. So we uh, step in after women have gone through 12-month residential recovery programs and pave the road between sobriety and long-term success. So we employ women to make handbags out of all upcycled materials, bags for both men and women, by the way, out of things like retired military uniforms, sets from Broadway shows, uh, premium scrap from manufacturers around the country that's just beautiful fabric that they're no longer using that's going in a landfill unless we reclaim it and put it to you. So this month, in fact, next week, we are celebrating five years of providing employment for women in recovery, and we've experienced zero relapses for our team, which is just incredible. That is incredible. This is uh, near and dear to my heart as a subject, and uh, that's fantastic. I also looked at your handbags online, and they are awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, I did. I was like, oh, I might want to buy one of those. So uh, I hope you do. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're uh, they're quite nice, actually. I'm fa I'm fascinated by the reuse of of, of the of the uh, materials to yes. make handbags that's they're they're very cool i think seth sent you you know was wanted to talk a little bit about um how you use technology and um i think initially we wanted to talk a little bit about how what changes maybe have happened because of the pandemic how you were using technology beforehand and how you are using technology today 
and there may be no difference and you can, you know, run us through that, uh, obviously, but feels like everyone's been in some like sort of, uh, um, state where they're about reevaluating and evaluating how they do things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the pandemic was a huge shift for us, just like it was for everybody. Uh, we run a studio here. We have 10 employees. And so, of course, it's a physical job. People are making a product. Uh, so they're in person. But we are about 60 miles straight north of New York City. So we were in the epicenter of the beginning of COVID. And very quickly, uh, our governor came to the conclusion that businesses that were non-essential needed to be closed. And so because we were making handbags, uh, the direction was that we had to close our doors. However, uh, we were able to pivot within 24 hours and begin to make masks. And so we decided to pause from our traditional business model. Uh, traditionally, our product business is 80% of our product revenue and donated everything that we made, all the masks that we made to hospitals, prisons, caregiving facilities for three and a half months. Uh, that also meant that when we were able to open back up as the um, manufacturer of a product, we went from 84% of our sales being face-to-face -face through events and our boutique to 100% of those sales being online. Remarkably, our 2020 sales were higher than our 2019 sales year-to-year -year compare for the months that we were selling product, which is just incredible. But not only did you know we have a huge hill to climb and just shifting our entire business back and forth in doing bags to masks and then back again, but figuring out how to do all of that online. So we have really started to make a big investment in our digital ad space, we're rebuilding our website. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Airtable, but really have integrated that into the operations of our business to figure out how we can be more digitally savvy and use data to be making better decisions within the business. So how much of that were you doing beforehand, Kelly? Like before the, the, the crisis started, um, you know, were, were you already trying to use technology? Obviously, the, the core mission of Unshattered is not uh, using a lot of technology or it's it's not digital. But, you know, you come from a technology background. I'm, I'm sure you know this stuff pretty well. You know, did you view it as something that was very important to the business uh, or, or was it something that uh, was kind of just the, the, the plumbing or, you know, it, it kind of kept the lights on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, it's critical to the plumbing of the operations, right? We have been on an e-commerce site since the beginning. We started on Etsy, eventually became our own e-commerce site at unchattered.org. And so we did have some percentage of our sales there. You know, of course, we have a checkout system in store that's connected to that inventory system online. Um, but it was the technology piece was sort of only what we had to do to run the business. I, of course, am the spreadsheet wizard behind the scenes, but the majority of the team wasn't really touching any technology at all unless they were checking somebody out. Uh, both the fact that we had to go virtual and the growth and sophistication of the business and the shift to online sales meant that we had to become pretty technology savvy internally pretty quickly, um, which you know seems pretty obvious, but when you consider that of, you know, a lot of the population that we're working with has faced incarceration or has been on the streets for quite a long time. And in general, it's not a group of women who have very much technology experience at all. Uh, but 
it was interesting how the pandemic really, I think, matured the growth of our organization by about two years because it forced us to learn Zoom as an entity. It forced us to be driving those sales online. Uh, we happened to be able to hire a woman who was coming out of a recovery program last September who just turned out to be a tech wizard with no education in it, who really just has a knack and no fear for getting into the back end of the website. And she's learned Airtable and built a whole digital production system that now we move from a whiteboard where we're just marking off what people are assigned for the day and what they made for the day and keeping track that way. Uh, we really have reoriented to be on a digital platform where we're predicting um, you know, based on absences, based on other things that are going on during the week, what's our baseline productivity, what's our assigned productivity, what's our actual productivity, given all the factors that are affecting that, which gives us a much longer projection of the performance of the business and what we need to be doing. That's fantastic. You mentioned mm -hmm. how your employee base are not necessarily tech savvy, other than this wizard that you just talked about here. Um, mm -hmm. Did you do any formal training? Did you try to get people ramped up on just the basics of applications and computers, et cetera? Yeah, we kind of stepped through that a little bit at a time. Um, our leadership team had been on the Google Workspace platform for a long time. So we knew how to share documents and you know, create some smaller spreadsheets. But uh, Maria, who kind of stepped up first to teach herself how to build that production system, did a great job. And she's really taken the reins to teach the other team members how to use it, how not to be afraid of it. Um, you know, anytime you're making a change, but particularly one that demands more um, data and control, you sometimes tend to get some pushback. So it took us probably about three or four months as we built the system to calibrate it and get it right. And, and we kept saying all along, when we get there, this is going to give the production team so much more insight and so much more ability to lead and bring the rest of our women up a curve that's going to help them economically. And that digital tool literally has helped us improve the financial standing of the employees of the organization because it's improved their efficiency and really given a clearer picture of what everybody is capable of doing. So it's come a little bit at a time. Uh, we had a leadership meeting yesterday and one of the women who is our product manager and creative lead had come in with a pretty amazing version of an Airtable she had built herself to now start mapping out uh, kind of the seasonality of our fabrics, our design cycle, our maker cycle and our sales cycle inside of that tool to match up with our production system. So as you see those light bulbs go on and they start to understand how the technology can help them do their job, not only easier, but in a more sophisticated way, it's really mm -hmm. making a big impact um, inside the organization and preparing them even more for external workforce should they ever choose to leave Unshattered and move into industry. There you go. Yeah, it's really interesting to hear you describe, you know, this journey here, because I think for a lot of companies for the past several decades, they've been very focused on their infrastructure. You know, if they've got internal IT, that internal IT team is, you know, doing the, the data center uh, and, and the networking and, and those types of things. Uh, and they might have some software development. And then the, these, these more recent trends in technology have been towards data, which you've mentioned a couple of times, and then cybersecurity. Yeah. And for, for you, it's sounding kind of like you always had to do a little bit of that infrastructure piece, a little bit of the plumbing and keeping the lights on and just running the business. But now that you've had the chance to go through this uh, and reevaluate the business and, and think about some new technologies, 
you're still not necessarily diving into, you know, wanting to fine tune your infrastructure, but you're much more interested in the data piece of it and how that can can help operations. Uh, would you say that that's accurate or do you feel like you're maybe diving into all of the pieces of IT or, or how is that going for you? I mean, you certainly have to touch all of it. It's, it's, it is pretty amazing to look back even across our five-year history, but, you know, even five, 10, 15 years back of what technology is enabling people to do that we wouldn't have been able to do at that point. And so the, the applications that are available, the ability to sort of outsource a lot of the heavy lifting instead of an internal IT organization to, you know, I'm just thinking about not only do we have an e-commerce system, we have a donor management system because we're a nonprofit and our donors are different than our shoppers. And yet in some cases you want to speak to them all the same. So to be able to, to move information back and forth between all of those systems, um, you know, you get, it gets pretty sophisticated pretty quickly. So the benefits are that the tools are out there uh, that with pretty minimal education, you can learn and tailor and optimize for your business. The downside of that is because things are growing and changing so quickly, everything is always changing. I mean, we just got off a, a marketing call this morning about the new um, iterations of Facebook and Instagram and how those allow us to shop and tie to our e-commerce catalog and do some live shopping. but literally every week the platform changes, which is beneficial, but also very frustrating. <laughs> you never quite have it all figured out. So is there anything unique that you would point to? You just spoke about donors and customers and how they are different in their entry points perhaps to you. Is there anything unique beyond that to running a nonprofit from a tech, tech perspective? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I think conceptually, a lot of it is the same, definitely different language in the way that you talk about finances and talk about the people that you're engaged with. But conceptually, a lot of it is, I mean, it's building relationship with people and enabling them to do something beneficial with their dollar. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it does get fairly complicated in terms of when you're trying to do both or frankly, we're, we're trying to do three, right? We're a nonprofit, we're a product company and we're a fashion company. So it is strange sometimes when I show up in an environment that I realize that people are looking at me through one of those three lenses and not yeah. all three at one time. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I think what is, um, unique about the nonprofit side of it is that um, you you have a suite, I think, of donors at different levels. Um, and the expectation of the way that you stay in communication and build relationship with them is different than in the shopping world, right? The people that shop most frequently maybe want a better discount or they want more emails or they want to know your new products first on the donor side, they want more relationship. And so the tools have to speak to that. So we do a lot of things like, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Loom, which is um, mm -hmm. an online video platform, right? Where we can just do a quick thank you video to the donor. We can do a tour of the space. Uh, the women on the team can individually give their thank yous. And then we can just quick ship off that video to the donor, make sure we've seen that they have watched it, things like that, that allow us to stay in touch and in, you know, pretty intimate communication with people that you wouldn't necessarily do with regular shoppers. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's really interesting. As as we are having these discussions about technology making their way into lots of different types of companies, you know, Carol and I have talked a few times on the podcast about this phrase that's been out there, every company is becoming a technology company. And we've kind of said, mm -hmm. that's not actually true. You know, a technology company is building technology, they're, they're doing their thing. And, and there are a lot of technology questions. But as technology makes its way into like your organization, it's not all technology questions that are getting asked and answered. It's nonprofit questions. It's it's specific to your business. For you, it might be some fashion questions, and and you're trying to use technology to answer those questions. Mm -hmm. But the questions are still at the core of your business, uh, and and so you need people that understand all of those different facets, you know, in order to build the full solution. And and I guess along those lines, you've you've mentioned a couple times, you know, using some outside help. How has that shifted, you know, over the past two or I guess the five years of your business? You know, maybe you used to have a little bit of outside help. Are you are you thinking about using more? Are you, are you very specific about the type of outside help that you're looking for, whether it's uh, data analysis or cybersecurity or whatever it might be? Yeah, I, I sort of think at those sort of holistic levels of um, one thing that's that's hard when you're just internal to the company is being able to evaluate all the tools and platforms that are out there because you don't know what you don't know. And so there's been multiple times where you choose something and you get six or 12 months down the road and you realize this probably wasn't exact. Now that I know, <laughs> if I had known what I was looking for, this probably wouldn't have been the choice that I would have made. So those things are frustrating. Um, so we, you know, look for a lot of expertise and being able to optimize and select platforms. The flip side of that, you know, for good or for bad is that there's so much ability to customize um, tools and applications that you are using that you have to be a technology builder and a technologist on the inside because you're not, nothing is out of the box anymore. Um, you know, our moving our production system online was something that I had wanted to do for years. I mean, literally we were using a whiteboard to the, who was doing what, how many of it are they doing? How, you know, what's the Kanban of, how's that moving through the process? What's upcoming? What's the pace of every individual? How long does a certain product take? And I cannot tell you how many product companies of much fairly larger scale than we were to figure out what technology they were using to manage that, right? Coming from a tech background, I know it's possible and I know it's gonna be beneficial for the business. Every single one that we looked at was literally using a whiteboard to manage mm -hmm. their team. And they all said, if you figure something out, we'd love to buy it from you. <laughs> <laughs> so then you think, okay, we have this figured out. Is there a way to package this and sell it to other places that are you know, trying to do small scale manufacturing and don't have a better tool than a whiteboard. So it is kind of fascinating to see that, um, you know, there's sort of those macro levels that are the same for everybody, but, but there's a very specific technology application that is not only available, but necessary when every business is so unique. So I just think there's so much more room for entrepreneurs, um, to be able to grow and scale businesses because you can get in there and figure it out in ways that we just didn't have access to in the past. We've seen, you know, your specific example here of, you know, building your own technology application that's so niche to you, but then being able to actually sell it 
you know, or refer people to it or whatever, make a little side business out of it. Uh, we've seen that in our research. Um, mm -hmm. There's all, all kinds of industries that are doing that. Small professional services firms, right. account, accountants, lawyers, um, all are specialized in the type of software that they decide to use or actually create on their own in some cases. Right. And then they can make, like I said, a little cottage industry out of that. And uh, yeah. that's great. Then you have four personas, though, when you go out and have to talk. Are you tech industry, fashion industry? <laughs> there is plenty. There is plenty. <laughs> so I wanted, we're wrapping here, and I wanted to just talk to you a little bit about what you're, we're coming out of this pandemic, fingers crossed. Um, what's your next year or two look like in the business? You, you know, what, what are you thinking about for the future? Yeah, well, we're really poised for growth. We have a model that is working. Like I said, this month, we're celebrating five years of employment for women in recovery with zero relapses. So we blend um, employment, purpose, meaning community and personal professional growth. So our team gets 10% uh, of their paid working hours for things like we provide therapeutic counseling, they have professional mentors, we have workshops during the work week. And so they're getting paid to work on themselves and their career along the way. So we want to do as much of that as we can just volume wise in terms of the women that we can create a pathway for because it really and truly is working. We're seeing women entering college. Um, we had one start college last fall. She made the Dean's List both semesters, which was amazing for her. Women getting their kids back, um, just incredible things happening in their lives. We're really proud of that. We want to do more of it. Of course, the shift to online, really figuring out how to build the same kind of relationship digitally that we have been able to create for people when they walk in our front door. So when you come in the door, first of all, we're a vertically integrated company. We are producing the product uh, and selling the final product, which is relatively rare. Um, yeah to have all of that in-house and you can walk in the front door, you can interact with the raw materials that the product is being made from. You can literally look in the eyes of the woman whose life that you're changing when you're purchasing that product. And you know, if you don't like what we have on the shelf, you can pick from our fabrics, fabrics and build something that you love in tandem with us. And so there's a really special experience that happens in our physical space. How do we replicate that sense of connection and community online and then drive sales to a much larger audience so we can do more of our work? So we're working hard this year to learn digital advertising and really have spent a lot of time trying to understand how to how to tell our story in a compelling way and then build the internal systems through technology that are going to allow us to scale successfully. So as we start to hit traction there, we're just prepared in terms of inventory systems and shipping systems and, you know, our production management, all the things that we need to be doing to execute well. Yeah, Kelly, thank you so much. This has been a great conversation. You know, I, I was thinking as you were wrapping up there that one of the things we started talking about last year, just in the technology space is, the fact that we're shifting into a lot of the customization that you talked about, and we're kind of calling that, you know, artisan IT, where we've got all the components out there that have become commodities, uh, but people can now assemble those in really unique ways. And, and you kind of touched on that, and your business uh, and your space is, is kind of doing that as well. So, like, you you are artisans, and you need an artisan technology solution to yeah. help you grow in, in the way that you're talking about. So I think yeah. that's really cool. And I think your story has been 
super inspirational to hear. Uh, we're really, really glad to have had you for this episode. Uh, well, yeah. I'm grateful to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It's always an honor to get to share our work and to see where it intersects with yours. So I just, I love that term, artisan IT. I hadn't heard that, but that's the perfect blend of what we need. So perfect. Yeah, you know, we, we coined that here. You know, we're hoping to, to make make it big with that term. So we'll we'll see what <laughs> happens. But uh but yeah, thank you again so much for for joining us today, and uh, and best of luck in the future. And hopefully, we'll run into you again before too much longer. Perfect. I look forward to it. Thanks, Kelly. All yes. right. Take care, everyone. Bye.